Hello. Hello. How are you, friend? I am okay. I just took a quick shower, feeling a lot better after a work week and all this uh, damp weather. Mm. Yeah, I'm doing okay. How are you? Sleepyhead? <laughs> I'm glad that you were. I'm glad that you were sleeping. I'm okay. I'm a sleepyhead indeed. I just can't like. It's it's been like five days now. I just can't stay awake. Mm. Like I just can't stay awake. I'm like just falling asleep over and over and over again. Just falling asleep. All types of day. Through all the meetings and appointments. <laughs> um, is yeah. the yeah? Is this is this rest that you you feel like you need, or is it is it like are you feeling like lightheaded and, and just like can't stay awake? Or I wish I knew the answer mm. to that question. I think it's probably a mix of both. Um, but I just like I can't I can't stay awake to save my life. Like I can't stay awake for, um, for anything. Like I just I can't stay awake. Um, but I think a part of it is that my body's in a lot of pain, mm. and so that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. It just yeah. being in pain takes all the energy out of all the areas, and mm -hmm. so my body's actually doing a whole lot of work. Yeah. So it's just perpetually exhausted and no amount of sleep is actually going to get it what it needs because when it wakes up, it's in pain again. <sighs> so it's, it's just kind of like this cycle of being in immense pain and then, you know, falling asleep at least brings relief, right? Because, you know, I'm not feeling, I'm not waking up from the pain. Mm -hmm. So I'm not feeling pain in my sleep. So, like, sleep is a wonderful relief from the feeling of the pain and having to manage it. So, that's relevant. <laughs> um, yeah. And just a part of it, a part of the journey, a part of the struggle. It's been really odd for me because um, this pain is very much in my arm and hand. Mm -hmm. um, it's in my hand in a way that it hasn't been in my hand since like, probably since like 2014. My hands haven't been this impacted. Um, but it means that I can't really type. It means it's really hard for me to text, um, which makes it really difficult to get, I can't really write. Mm -hmm. It makes it really difficult to get things done. Really difficult to get things done. And not even just like um, work things, but like detangling my hair was really painful last week. You know, on my wash day, I like almost didn't get through my hair because of the pain in my hand. Holding the brush or holding the, holding the detangling comb. So, yeah, I think it feels like the perfect week to talk about, um, to talk about self care, to talk about what that looks like practically. Yeah. What what radical self love looks like, practically and materially. Yeah. And what that struggle really is yeah the first question that comes to mind just from you um describing like your your pain your challenges your needs is do you need help because self-care isn't just 
me myself all by myself alone on an island right right <laughs> on the moon care that's the the ultra individualist um uh like libertarian rugged individualist <laughs> impossibility of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps <laughs> mythology Mm -hmm. that we swim in, in 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 this white supremacist culture so mythology indeed yeah um yeah yeah and i appreciate that and that i feel like is such a huge like even just answering and engaging that question is such a huge part of the self-work that's required to to really care for yourself it's being able to honestly answer that question, right, mm. beyond all of the, um, you know, superhero expectations, but to actually answer that question honestly. And then the next step is to, is to do something about it with what your answer yeah. is, you know, yeah. and because you can get a yes answer and then still not ask for it, still not yeah. state it publicly and express those needs. And so... You know, I feel like that's that's been a huge part of of my journey. I mean, you know, various parts of it. You know, over the last several years, mm -hmm. um, but that that's so huge, and it's it's so the interesting. I think the most interesting piece about it actually is that you know, quite generally, when you ask people um, how it feels to ask for help. It's typically very few what we consider, you know, quote unquote, positive feelings mm. <laughs> and emotions. It's usually lots of anxiety, lots of, 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 of tension, lots of stress, lots of, of maybe like heat that's not a calming heat, but it's like fire heat. Mm -hmm. um, and yet when you ask people what it feels like to help others, it's all of these beautiful, nourishing, filling, bright, <laughs> expansive things mm -hmm. and for me that's so curious that's so interesting because we can know that and yet still have all these feelings about asking for help even though we know that it feels incredible to be asked to help others mm -hmm. we know that actually it's a gift yeah and it's a joy to be asked to help and support people that we care about. And yet, we still feel gross asking <laughs> for help. Where does that come from? Yeah, it's, it feels, or it sounds hierarchical. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's okay. It's actually the best to be asked for help. Mm -hmm. um, although some people, I think, can have... Uh, a negative reaction to being asked for help. Like, why are you asking me for help? Like, mm -hmm. you know, go, go, go ahead, get a job, like help yourself, mm -hmm. you know, get out of my face. Mm -hmm. Why are you, why are you trying to get what's mine? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, Especially if you ask for quote unquote, too much help, right? There's a threshold involved, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like because of, yeah, the, the perception of scarcity, like it's not enough to go around. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, yeah, in this hierarchy, then it's, it's felt like it's, um, yeah, it's shame, like shame, guilt, um, to, to ask for help, um, or what is it like to, to receive help? There's, there's been a lot of, and years, years of, um, a very deliberate propaganda uh, pumped into the culture, the dominant culture, media, education, um, all the ways in which we receive information. Um, maybe even down through institutions like the church, churches, um, mm -hmm. uh, local governments, uh, and uh, sports, that to, to ask for help is is a an indicator of weakness 
weakness is bad. Weakness is is a moral failure, Mm. not a systemic failure, not a, a... like I broke my leg, I really can't get up. That physical, physiological failure, (laughs) you know, but a moral one. And, and I think that is rooted. And this is something I want to read more about amongst a lot of other things, Uh, like the, the way in which the Protestant, the Calvinist Protestant work ethic, so deeply embedded in um, the capitalism as we know it. Mm-hmm. that uh that the, this this moral um dimension to capitalism which includes i'm thinking a very ancient uh pre-capitalist moral story about debt mm. like if you help me that means i owe you mm-hmm. that is a story that i think is deeply embedded in us i think it's i think it's pre-capitalist but capitalism overemphasizes this morality story around debt um so like if you're in debt you are morally obligated to pay it back plus interest right Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and if you don't then you are and there's a laundry list of names um that get hung around your neck and and uh, you know, and and yet at the same time, and you can answer to to this more. Uh, I think in the in in the Bible, there's also the jubilee year. There's also the mm-hmm. forgiveness of debts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Which in itself is like this. This it is that is a moral obligation. Like mm-hmm. the, the the ancients um, thought of 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 uh, interest as something immoral, something weird and dirty. Mm-hmm. Like don't, money is not supposed to make more of itself. Mm-hmm. That is weird. That is forbidden. You're just supposed to like, yeah, just pay what you owe. And the, the, and the and money is not supposed to make, not supposed to make money out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 And I, you know, to that point, I, I, I really appreciate you naming um, the institution of the church as a place of problem and not, um, you know, Christianity generally or, you know, the Bible or, or any of those things. Because actually, if we read the text, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't support that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there, yeah. there's actually a, a passage of scripture that specifically says um, to, to give. To give, yeah. to give, and to not withhold giving if you know the Jubilee is coming. Mm-hmm. Right? There's even a piece there that specifically names it, right? Because it mm-hmm. acknowledges human nature and it acknowledges, um, you know, the way that our our uh, society overemphasizes this this relationship between um, debtor mm-hmm. and, and lender. Yeah. Uh, right? And... Um, and it specifically says, don't, don't hesitate to give because you know the Jubilee is coming. But that's <laughs> sin. That's a sin. That that's yeah. a moral, a moral failing. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, and even this concept of like every seven years, we're going to get rid of all debt regardless. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's biblical. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Yeah, that's know? pretty amazing. Um, and so that, <laughs> that concept, it's, I, I really... Um, you know, it, I, I understand it because I've studied it, but it's, it's still, it sort of like makes my stomach turn mm. and, and, and breaks my heart and, and, and also really pisses me off. <laughs> uh, you know, the co-optation of the Bible as a tool against the poor and as a tool against humanity, uh, when actually it's a document that heavily acknowledges humanity and honors mm-hmm. humanity right honors its complica- complications and contradictions and all of those pieces yeah right? and seeks to to um sort of make the story whole you know as we'd say to 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 redeem 
humanity to to bring us into wholeness into right relationship mm-hmm. right the story of reconciliation into right relationship with one another mm-hmm. and with this this creator to bring us into into right relationship and so that can't actually be done if we're obsessed with our power yeah. over others, yeah. right? With mm-hmm. our domination of other beings, you know, the, the, the scripture that often gets misquoted um, talks about uh, you cannot love both God and money. Yeah, mammon, yeah. Right, and that's actually yeah. talking about the love of money, <laughs> right? To, to see, again, as you were talking, you know, money as this thing that we need and it needs to make more of itself and to have that sort of relationship to money mm-hmm. or to power so this you know the symbol of power more generally but to have that sort of relationship to money actually is is completely contradictory to being able to embrace this spirit of of oneness of wholeness of god of love how those two actually can't can't exist together mm-hmm. and so um yeah, like I, I really appreciate you know bringing that up because it just does. It's there's so there's so much cognitive dissonance everywhere, all over, and so many <laughs> things that that were strategically built in to this capitalist mythology. Um, and you know, even as you said, predate capitalism, um, but just to create these what this is what I consider perversion. Mm-hmm. Right, this perverted relationship to one another, mm-hmm. where we have to harm one another, where we have to control one another, where where we kind of nullify our humanity, mm-hmm. and that that doesn't that that that's unnatural. <laughs> yeah, you know? lots of things people want to say are perverted that are mm-hmm. you know I don't believe are, but but that is that's unnatural uh, because this relationship in community it actually means that we care for one another and we support one another i really appreciated the point you were making about um you know weakness being bad um because weakness is is human yeah how can and weakness be, be bad <laughs> Baby, babies are weak <laughs> are babies bad <laughs> is that the logic that's supposed to work out babies are bad because they're they're bad yeah. for like eight nine years. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> can actually take you care know, of themselves. And, and, like and, that's ridiculous. And then I, I see this relationship right between where that has even taken another level of degradation, and not only is it is it bad but it's subhuman and it's justification Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for being subhuman in this relationship to debt and being less than human yeah it's real blaming like oh you're weak which means you deserve what you Mm -hmm. get and this is what like james baldwin warned us about about uh about how the delusion of the delusions of racism have a way of working on us mm-hmm. so that they work on white folks in the sense that white folks in their privilege begin to believe the, the delusion that they deserve what they get that all these unearned privileges it, they, they deserve it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and on the opposite end that um, that oppressed people, black people, indigenous people, people of color in their oppression can begin to believe the lie, can begin to believe that they, they deserve their oppression, they deserve their lot in life. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is mm-hmm. how that, this system harms people. It's like this double-edged sword, the privilege and oppression, the harm that it does, the way that it, it, it throws us into uh, wrong relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I see this, this debt piece is so, I mean, it's so relevant right mm-hmm. now, even, right? With the yeah. creation of credit as a, a way to expand uh, the, the life of capitalism and, mm-hmm. and of global capitalism and as a tool of power and control. And I think about 
when we talk about people that we've justified incarcerating as a society and how we say they're paying their debts to society. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, this is deeply embedded. Debts, um, property is deeply embedded in the development of the prison system. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a description of this book called The London Hanged. And it's about England uh, during the, the transformation going on in England during the development of capitalism and how peasants who had been sharing uh, lands and resources, the commons, were uh, through a series of laws called the enclosure laws thrown out of those those uh, those lands, those lands, those commons, you know, where they would hunt or fish or graze their sheep or whatever, um, all of a sudden became property. Mm-hmm. Commons became property, mm-hmm. uh, and then the peasants owed taxes, but they made their living on the land, and so they had to go to places like London to find shelter, to find sustenance, to find employment. To make a living somehow to survive and joblessness became equivalent to criminality mm-hmm. um poverty became criminalized and hanging executions uh public executions became this tool of the state uh to um to discipline the peasants um uh, into work, mm, wow! Into, into getting a job, basically. Mm-hmm. To this is like the abstract version, but but we see that today. We see mm-hmm. how, oh, you know, we you know we've reached full employment, whatever that means. And, and you know, like you can't find a job. Well, you're probably just not looking hard enough, and I'm going to throw you off of welfare because that's dependency. This is the conservative mindset, like. Mm-hmm giving you something makes you weak mm-hmm. helping you makes you weak and weakness is bad why because the world's an awful dangerous place and you must be strong mm-hmm. in order to survive so we're not mm-hmm. doing you any favors by right. giving you help by caring we're not doing <laughs> you any favors we're actually doing a bad thing care is bad mm. care is bad and so we must make you tough you it. must fight to survive. This is the conservative mindset. That's and it. so you can't find a job. Well, we're going to criminalize you and send you to prison. We'll give you a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Because everybody's scared even now, right? With this, this uh, COVID-19 situation mm-hmm. um, and it being the first week of August. And so these unemployment, they don't want to de-incentivize people returning to work it's so cruel it's like why do we have to return to work though like why but like why like i feel like i feel like we need more six-year-olds to just be like but why yeah (laughs) but why why? (laughs) just keep on asking them why until they fall over because they can't answer the question in a way that makes any sense except to expose their utter cruelty their mm-hmm. utter depravity and in it, it uh, like in comparison to the obscene wealth mm-hmm. that's been expropriated by a handful of individuals jeff mm-hmm. bezos bill gates mm-hmm. you go on down the list it's like it's really like a, a handful of individuals and families the waltons um more like you can get you, you can you can confiscate half the wealth and you'll still be obscenely wealthy. Mm-hmm. That's how wealthy they are. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a piece where context matters mm-hmm. because we're not talking about a time where, you know, that people love to quote the Bible passage that if a man don't work, you don't eat. Right. right? Yeah. We're not actually living in a time where the reason why I'm going hungry is because there's not enough. Yeah, it's 2020. <laughs> That's not true. Right. Yeah, right. And there was a time, yeah. right? 
mm-hmm. right? Hundreds of years ago, thousands yeah. of years ago. Like, <laughs> that, that was true at one point. Yeah. But the, the level of production that has increased globally, mm-hmm. it's an option. It's a choice now. It's, yeah. it's an option. And so, like, there's, you know, this phrase that I say a lot, it doesn't have to be this way. This idea of like the world is so cold and so hard, but why? Yeah, this, it this. doesn't have to be <laughs> that way. Yeah, we can three D print houses. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way, <laughs> right? Mm, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have literally three D print houses. Yeah, it's that way because we decide it's that way. Mm-hmm. We agree because we comply to it being that way, right? Because there's a, there's an interesting conversation there to have about consent mm-hmm. of the governed and, and what that role is in today's society. But but we comply to it being that way. It doesn't, it's yeah. not just like abstract that way. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not a foregone conclusion or inevitable for it to be that way. And that is a mythology. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, part of this mythology, a big part of it is that capitalism as we know it is the is the best of all possible worlds that Mm -hmm. that a so called free market, which doesn't exist, um, is the best way to create public good to distribute you know, goods and services and, and distribute wealth, et cetera, um, based on people's self-interest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's this, it's, it's, it is this mythology that has allowed for uh, the advancement of money to be uh, to be the equivalent of speech. Yeah, so we uh, following, um, I think really culminating in the Citizens United court decision that has allowed uh, more than ever money to flood, um, you know, these elections and more than ever to manipulate these elections in order to manufacture the consent mm-hmm. of the governed mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. submit to uh, this system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and well, accept sir. all this mythology like, well, yeah, I guess it's just the way it is. You know, I'm in debt and I need to, me and my like great grandchildren are going to be working this off for the rest of our lives. <laughs> you know? uh, why? <laughs> It doesn't have to be this way. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> why? Just tell me why. Why? why? It's just a number. Why? You know? Yeah. yeah. And I, another piece that I, I come back to often is that it's so wild how mm. people, and this is specifically sort of like a charge or a call, call out to Christians, to people who like self-professed Christians of like, yo, your whole faith is based on somebody paying a debt you didn't owe. Why are you tripping? <laughs> <laughs> like everything about your faith <laughs> is based on this idea mm. that that somebody literally paid paid all of your debts before you even like accumulated them. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you get off? to ownership and power in this way and not see yourself as anything other than a pass-through like i don't what Mm. what if that's what love looks like right just talk about jesus as this this being of love the embodiment of god's love for people right which i do believe right Mm -hmm. firmly 100 percent believe everybody don't believe that i believe that Mm -hmm. so like i'm not i'm calling out my people Mm -hmm. right here if love looks like forgiveness of debts, then why are you out here trying to be an oppressive creditor? Why? Why is what? 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 But I thought that you said that the government would be on his shoulders. That's what that should mean. 
Mm-hmm. Right? It means giving away the things. <laughs> right? Like, actually, it means the forgiveness of all the debts. Actually, it means each according to their need. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You want to you wanna talk about Jesus and government, right? Like, you want to talk about, right? You want to go there? Let's go there, then. <laughs> let's, let's go there, then. Right? Uh, yeah. Jesus wasn't talking about nobody's bootstraps. <laughs> Show me the scripture reference. Jesus wasn't talking about nobody's bootstraps. And so, yeah, like it, it's so wild to me to just be like, yo, but do you read this? Like, what? But I thought you, you just said that. I feel like I'm just being gaslit everywhere I go. Like, what? <laughs> but you just said, but you just, but why? <laughs> <laughs> but why? Uh, but, but why? Why do we need that power? And I, I think, um, you know, there's something that I talk about a lot and is working on healing our relationship to power mm-hmm. and, and by extension to one another, right? Really that we, we, need, we feel this need to dominate or control or this fear of being dominated or controlled um, by into that mythology. Um, you know, what is it? what does it look like to heal that? And then I think my next step from there is, is fleshing out this relationship uh, between care and reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause there are lots of people who don't want to talk about debt. Want to talk, don't want to talk about that. Might use this language of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. And I'm always really hesitant not because I don't believe in the concept of reciprocity, but because I see people using it in practice. They haven't healed this relationship to power. Mm-hmm. And so they're just taking the old concepts and putting new words on it because they don't want to be that, you know, oppressive force of like, you owe me, quid pro quo. Like, they don't want to be that. And so they put on this new language, they put on these new clothes, but don't actually do the work to heal their relationship to power. And so then end up enacting that same abuse of, of humanity, really, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. new language, mm-hmm. you know? And so I don't, and so why like that language, I'm, I'm usually pretty hesitant of, and I, I stick to like each according to their need. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sort of mm. language because, you know, I think about my physical body right now. Yeah. If I need care, I can't offer what many would deem as reciprocity. I can't do for you, right? Mm-hmm. That's not my understanding of reciprocity, but that's a, most people, that's a lot of people's understanding of reciprocity. It's I do for you and then you do for me and we do for each other. And it's like, actually, but what if I can't do for you, though? Yeah. What if I have extremely diminished emotional capacity because I'm depressed, because I'm in so much pain? Mm -hmm. What if I'm not going to be able to ever offer you that kind of exchange? What does that then mean for my care and my place in community? Yeah. And my relationship Mm -hmm. to community? And yeah. to care. And your relationship to me mm-hmm. as someone who's, who's receiving care. Do I then owe you emotional labor? Or you just become disposable. Right. Yeah. Because you don't have the resources mm-hmm. to give in kind, to pay back mm-hmm. this debt, uh, mm-hmm. to, to be currency. Mm-hmm. Right. It's right. Reciprocity economy. Right. Um, do I owe you? Do I owe you friendship? Do I then owe you? You know that? Oh yeah, we're really we're 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 really close. We're best friends. Do I owe you that? Because you do for me. Mm-hmm. So that I can eat every day. Do I? Do I? Is that? Is that my currency? Yeah. Is my friendship or my my social capital? Is that what I owe you? Mm-hmm. Like what? What am I exchanging, right? What is my currency here in this demand for reciprocity? Yeah. You know? Like, is it okay, actually, that I give less? And that's a, that's a question that is consistently running through my mind mm-hmm. um, in, in spaces where we talk about reciprocity, where we talk about mutual aid, where we talk about those things. 
And then in the context of healing our relationship to power, because you, as you know, when I talk about uh, leadership, I talk about leadership from the place of servanthood, right? And that it's my joy to serve and that people don't owe me things when I serve them. But that's not everybody's mentality. And it's also one thing to say that and one thing to live that. Yeah. Not the same. Yeah. What does it look like for me to serve and support the people in my life without expectation? Not because I want them to do for me later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and where do we even see that modeled in our lives and in this society? Rarely. Mm-hmm. Rarely. If ever, for most people, I think. Yeah. Because even in the, in the child-parent relationship, mm. in dominant culture, there's the, okay, I take care of you now, so you take care of me later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Even that can't be. <laughs> even that can't escape. But even that's like, I think we could probably say that that's pre-capitalist as well. That's, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, this idea of okay let's let's dig into that is it okay what are we talking about there care debt um cycles reciprocity um uh control family this 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 structure of relationships uh, control, um, hierarchy, mm-hmm. um, um, interdependence. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's a, there, there, there is, there's something to be said about family structure that is not entirely based on hierarchy and dominance Mm -hmm. um but a moral obligation like yeah those who are able are morally obligated to take care of those who are not able Mm -hmm. that's babies or elders or uh people with any kind of disability. Mm-hmm. And that changes the relationship of power. That power isn't something that's just like kind of out there and you kind of like capture it like you're going fishing or something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's not out there. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, pa- like power is in us. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's kind of corny, but I can, I can reference Spider-Man Right, it was the the great like sort of moral, uh, the, the 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 grand like motto of of Spider Man that he learns the hard way, is that with great power comes great responsibility. Not with great power comes like all the money, <laughs> and and the nice car, and you know, and then the fly gear, etc. All the privileges mm-hmm. and domination, mm-hmm. but. I have this ability to do things. Um, I think it was Huey P. Newton defined power, power as the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. Mm-hmm. The, the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. That's power. That's a working definition mm-hmm. of power. Mm-hmm. And and we hear, power. we see King, we see King define mm. power, right? As powerful for people or power for, you know, marginalized people is making the, the, the institutions and the systems and the, and those with quote unquote power, right? Say yes, when they are in a position that it is desirous for them to say no. Right. right. And, it's, and it's power and love that, uh, that make justice possible. It's like you just can't have love all by itself. Mm-hmm. Like it has no, it has no oomph. It has no, <laughs> has no, has no muscle. It has no teeth. 
uh-huh. it's, just, it's sentimental. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing him. Uh, and, you know, justice without love is going to be cruel. It's going to be merciless. Uh-huh. Um, that you have to have those two things together. And, and it's power that gives it its energy. Um, that, that moves us to seek justice. Mm-hmm. That moves us to manifest love in public, which is justice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that. That pow- is that power that moves things, mm-hmm. and it's not the same thing as authority, as 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 synonymous with hierarchy, as synonymous with domination and control. Mm-hmm. Those are not the same things. That is how power is defined under white supremacy. Under, mm-hmm. under dominator culture is defined yep. as hierarchical authority and, and control. Mm-hmm. But that is not what power is. Mm-hmm. Power is just the ability, uh, one definition is the ability to define, to define reality mm-hmm. and make it do something, move or be still. And uh, according to your will, it's like, what do I want? What are my needs? This is going back to self-care. What are my needs? Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, how do I define like what my needs are? And you can get into how this society, uh, this dominant culture, defines or can uh, can de- like make a difference between what's defined as a want and what's defined as a need. Mm-hmm. What's defined as as like a basic need or a right. What's defined as an entitlement. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's defined as a privilege. Etc. You know, it's like it's it, the way that this culture distorts mm-hmm. basic human needs. It defines mm-hmm. them as entitlements. Is yep. its own obscenity. Yep. It's like I I need clean air, and the society will say, "No, you don't." <laughs> that's a uh-huh. that's an entitlement. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's a privilege. You know, it, uh-huh. you adequate should. food and water. You should have to work hard and make the money to be able to afford this basic human need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, and if you don't have it, well, then you're not working hard enough. You don't deserve it. And with that comes this concept of like having to earn everything. Yeah. You know, I was on the phone with a friend the other night and I <laughs> went to the fridge and got out a small container of raspberries and I sat down and I was like, you know what? I don't have to earn these raspberries. I can just eat them. You know? <laughs> but that is so like I, that's that's the level of training that I'm at. Yeah. Of yeah. needing to say those simple things. Mm-hmm. Honestly, so that fruit doesn't just sit there in the fridge and go bad because I feel like I haven't earned it. Right. Like the like the fridge is the bank. And you right. have to go there and like write out a check. <laughs> get these straws. I gotta earn it. I have to earn yeah. my sustenance. I have to earn my food, right? Yeah. It's like I have to earn my rest. I have to earn my care. Yeah. You know yeah. that I have to go and have a brutal workout before I can I can earn my massage. This what is like weird banking concept of everyday life? Like, who do I owe? Nobody. Like, what? <laughs> What does it look like to forgive the debts that I've decided I have on myself? What does mm, that look like? You uh, know? Your personal jubilee. What would that look like? Right? Yeah. Another <laughs> Another Says who? Says who? Yeah. <laughs> There's another five-year-old question. Says who? <laughs> who? Who is? Who is? Who, who do you owe? Who? Really? Who? Can you who point says? to them? Why and who says? Those are the questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that you know, uh, I, I, that <laughs> that that care piece, that interdependence, um, I found it to be such everything, and it it can't exist as an idea by itself. Like it has to come. I I guess I've never seen it results in wholeness without deep and intentional and consistent and committed healing work. Mm -hmm. 
that like actually we need each other and not because we need to use each other but because i want you here because i'm invested in your being not yeah. because i get anything out of it yeah but because i'm invested in your being what does it look like to be invested in the being of others right i won't go with well-being because i can't define that for anybody i don't know how that looks for everybody people have yeah. to define that for themselves but that i'm invested in your being yeah it's, it's something that um in radical dharma reverend angel kyoto williams refers to in this embodiment practice because as they say you know, these constructs, capitalism, white supremacy, patriarchy, they're not just floating out there, you know, like jellyfish, you know, in the, in the air, they are embodied. Mm -hmm. These constructs are embodied. They mm -hmm. live in and through our bodies from body to body, from generation to generation, not just in buildings and, you know, landscapes and et cetera, like, but in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And, um, so our liberation is also embodied and must be embodied. Mm -hmm. So there are these embodiment practices. And then one of these embodiment practices, um, you know, we, we sit or we stand or we can even lay down and we feel in our back, uh, in the, the lengthening of our backs, and lengthen, the, 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 the long, the lengthening, this lengthening feeling in our back in our spine uh our inherent human dignity that our our dignity is embodied our worth is embodied mm -hmm. we're born with it can't can't be taken from us it can't be given to us right mm -hmm. you can't write it down in, in you know in, in the constitution and say now you got your dignity that doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work like that <laughs> it doesn't work like that some people believe that maybe some mm -hmm. people believe that but um, but your, your worth is inherent. So how can you live? How, how can like the banking concept of everyday life where you have to work in order to prove your worth work? How, how does that, how can that function if you believe that your worth is inherent? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work. It collapses. Mm -hmm. It collapses on its face. Mm -hmm. Hence the need for all the propaganda. Incessant propaganda, nonstop, day and night, 24 hours on every channel. It and has, nothing it has good to. comes from it. Nothing, nothing good comes nothing. from it. All we get out of that is oppression. That's all we get. It's deciding who is disposable. That's not yeah. what? That's, that's yeah. what that gives us. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> disposable people. Us? That's exactly what it gives us. Disposable people. Disposable society. And disposable planet. Because mm -hmm. that is extended to the whole planet. That being. To every, yes. every living and non-living thing on this planet is, mm -hmm. oh, that is a resource to be exploited. And, but here's the thing. The whole, the, the whole story is not extended to the planet, right? Or even to other human beings. It's not like oh, I am taking from the planet and I have to give back, you know, like compost, mm -hmm. you know, basic, basic agriculture. Oh, I'm, uh, these, you know, I'm, I'm cultivating these plants and they are taking from the earth and I am taking from these plants. Uh, I can't do that indefinitely. The soil will be destroyed and exhausted. I have to give back so that the cycle can continue, you know, like, like the water cycle. It's basic, basic to life that I take, I must give back. That's not, it's not, the only part of that story is embedded in capitalism and then, and then inundated, propagandized into, into our minds and bodies, which is uh, just take, 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 take. But we are supposed to work and give and work and give and work right. and give and work and give until we die. Right. Until we die. Right. What? Says who? And then when we die, Why? we continue to give. You know how expensive a funeral is? Like, and then you keep giving after you're dead. That's right. Even our deaths are 
valuable to capital. Commodified. Completely. Ridiculous. So, and it doesn't, yeah. why? Why? It doesn't why? have to be that way. It doesn't have to it be doesn't. that way. And that's why self-care is revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, and self-care can't actually be done in isolation. It cannot be done in isolation. That's why why that's yeah. true as well. And that's right? why it's revolutionary. Yeah, because it, it, it is about what is our moral obligation to each other. Mm-hmm. It requires us to confront these contradictions. Yes. And to apply truth and, and the embodiment. It's, it's just feels like in this moment a perfect time, right, for this 28 days of embodied Black liberation, this mm-hmm. global dance meditation practice that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shout out to, to street dance activism, right? We're in day three. And today's theme, or to, like this week's mantra is I am. Mm-hmm. And today's, um, today's like topic or theme is, is compassion for self that's perfectly right is that what does that look like to embody that yeah to embody that on this journey of healing this relationship to power of of radical self-care that is inherently done in community Mm -hmm. right because it can only be done in community like this revolutionary work that leads to liberation yeah. And not not that liberation is a journey, but that like each day it's like a different component of liberation that we're unlocking and that we're experiencing and that we're embodying. It's a practice. Yeah. Building that practice mm-hmm. um, for liberation. Perfect, perfect timing for it, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Self-care when done truly with with power and love. Mm. Is revolutionary. Yep. Well, that's our well, time for that today. Is, that is our time. That's a good way to end. <laughs> that's a perfect ending. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> this is unscripted, folks. If you're listening, this is completely <laughs> uh, off the scripts. Mm-hmm. No that's, scripts. We're just yeah. talking. Just being audacious. That's all. Audacious is black. Mm. Yeah. I love you, friends. Love you, too. Until next time. All right. Stay black, stay audacious. <laughs> May you be well. Take you too. And let me know if you need any help. Let folks know if you need help. I will. All right. I will. I just need rest these days, I think. Okay. Rest. So I'm taking it. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. <laughs>